NBA Australia. How are you going? How you going? It is NBA Australia. It is Wednesday, hump day, March 16th, all day. I'm your host, James Clements. I'm a writer, Shim Chams. For whomstever wants to pay me that booze money, I'm here in Larry Armour Studios hanging out. Oh, God. I'm wearing the Spreewell jersey again. Is that three days straight? Oh, gross. I don't know. I was wearing the Kemp one earlier. I think I rode the squid to uh, daycare in that one. Anyway, here uh, <laughs> giving you the lowdown, all the ins and outs of the NBA season. And I'll tell you what, buckets! Just buckets everywhere, huh? That's right. We've got a back-to-back 60-point night with Kyrie Irving throwing in an insane 60 points against the Orlando Magic men. That's right. Kyrie was the one who was Harry Potter today. Uh, we're going to have... Ha- Talk about all four games from today in the NBA Australia. Game wraps. There's a juicy slab of that's not a knife. Old mate, no mate. Spot of the night. Better than Alonzo Ball. You've got your yeah, Nas, the unpopular opinion of the day. And our back take house. We were serving up a flame girl take. There's Australian player watch. Pretty brief. But we do have a great moment in NBA Australia stat history today. Enjoying that one. And uh, a huge slab of picks and previews for tomorrow's massive slate. But 12 games tomorrow. That'll be nuts. And uh, we'll finish off with a new Greenies Green Thumb, because why bloody not? Right, episode 775 of NBA Australia. Let's go. This is Joe Ingalls, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack. Oh, you better. You better watch out, as I said, for the bucket attack. Holy moly. Back-to-back 60-point games in two days. Hasn't happened since, what, 1993? Back when the Kaiser stole our six. Uh, 62 it was. And Wilt did it both times because Wilt was absolutely nuts. Right, let's start today's show the way we start every show here at NBA Australia with the Daily. Whip around. Boom, there you go. Johnny Isaac of those self-same Orlando Magic will not play in this season, according to the Orlando Magic. Uh, Not a surprise considering that, you know, he was out all year. At the same time, it's a long, long, long time since he actually hurt his knee. Almost, well, it'll be two years, like, post his ACL tear uh, by the time he returns now. So we're already basically a year and a half through. So a bit of an odd one, bit weird. I don't know. You feel like if he'd uh, spent more time on his fucking rehab, more than more so than being a dipshit, then uh, maybe he'd be a bit closer. <laughs> Who knows? Jam and Jamal Murray, meanwhile, tore his ACL in the, uh, what, end of last season. And uh, he's already back practicing with the Grand Rapids Gold as of tomorrow. That's the next step in his rehab. You love that. So, a return to the floor for, for Jam and Jamal Murray could happen this season. Love this. MPJ is closer than that as well in good news for the Nuggies. Love it. And uh, MPJ, MPJ could be back as soon as next week. Watch out. Here come the Nuggets. What a story that would be if they just came from nowhere and won the title. Go the fro, Jared Allen. Love him. Uh, he uh, has been going back and forth on whether or not to get surgery on his busted finger, and uh, he's not going to do it. 
and they reckon he could still return before the playoffs if he doesn't get the surgery. So it's pretty good news for Jared Allen. Uh, it was his non-shooting hand, so hopefully that uh, helps him in his rehab. But still, a bit of a weird one. Either way, the Cavs, they kind of need him. Cleveland! That's right. And uh, even as good as Mobley has been, I think having more good players available to play for you is a better thing sometimes. And the last bit of news, Ben Simmons. Uh, Steve Nash is uh, hopeful. Uh, that well, his confidence remains extremely high that Ben Simmons, old Box Hill Benny, will be back before the regular season ends. Uh, he's not actually traveling with the Nets on this trip at the moment, obviously down in Orlando. Uh, he's going to rehab his back. So, look, my prediction was always going to be that they were going to play him in, you know, not obviously in the Philly game, but maybe this Orlando game that just happened. Turned out they didn't need him. They rang up 150 on the Magic. Maybe against the Blazers later this week. Who knows? Turns out the back, you know, you don't want to fuck with backs. So I'll pay that. That's okay. You know, I'll let that one slide because I'm a nice guy. <laughs> but jeez, it's a bit rough, isn't it? Right, and that's kind of it for the news. So let's do the game wraps. Game wraps, game wraps, game wraps, game wraps, game wraps, game wraps, game wraps. That's right, the game wraps from today. 150 Brooklyn. Kick the shit out of Orlando 108. What a smashing. They had 48 in the first quarter. It was all over then. About 30 at the half. Kyrie had 41 points in the first half in, like, no time. And uh, this is a crucial thing for Brooklyn. When you've actually got Kevin Durant out there, uh, you got Kyrie doing this thing where he's like, oh, I'm just going to ring 60 on you. They never let him even close back in the game. So that was pretty good. That 150 in regulation. A 42-point win. That's called not screwing around in my book. Love it. Uh, Ask Cole Anthony was up. On one today, 19.7 assists. Wendell Carter Jr. at 18.74. And the Wagners, hello. 16 for Franz and 17.11 for Mo Wagner. Uh, because Mo Wagner, Wagner, uh, very clearly knows he's going against me in the fantasy playoffs. You bastard. The Nets, uh, meanwhile, they shot 60% from the floor, 59.3% from three. Oh, yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, pay that. Jesus. But Kyrie, what a game. What a game by Kyrie Irving. This was absolutely bonkers, this game. Rings up a Signy Burgetter on the Magic Man. And the weirdest part was, it wasn't until right at the end where it kind of felt like he was forcing it just a little bit. He got to 50, he got to 53, and it's like, ah, we'll just put him back out there, see if he can get 60. And boom, he got it. It was absolute chaos. It was such a good Weird, in-the-flow, just ring them up kind of game, too. He ends up with 60 points, 6 rebounds, 4 assists, 4 steals, and a block. He shot 20 of 31 from the floor and 8 of 12 from 3. Knocks in 12 of his 13 free throws. What a game. But it was a how he did it. He scored it in every which way from inside, from outside. Twisty, weird layups. Just some of the angles he hits. I just don't know, man. It's crazy. Uh, KD shot 6 of 9. Nice. Uh, for his 19, 5, and 7. 10 points, 8 assists for Bruce Brown. Patty thrills, hit five threes. He had 15. Love that. Patty just needed a bit of a run round and a bit of garbage time. Launch some shots, yes, and uh, feel good about it. And that's exactly what he did. 10 and 6 for Andre Drummond, including a wicked block on Mo Bamba. And uh, Kessler Edwards looked pretty good too as well. That was pretty fun. It was a fun game. Kyrie going ham. Oh, jeez. Anyway. Uh, Orlando are 18 and 52. Brooklyn have won four straight now, feeling pretty good about themselves, I reckon. And uh, look, in terms of the standings, 
what are they? They're 36 and 33. They're still two and a half games back of the wraps. But you do want to be in the 7-8 spot, not the 9-10 spot. Give yourself two chances at the play-in, you know what I'm saying? And uh, Brooklyn, look, you don't want to uh, you know assume anything about playing games because it's win or go home for a lot of it. And uh, it's going to be a bit tricky regardless. But the way Kyrie's playing, part-time guy, you love to see it. He's feeling fresh, feeling great. And uh, they shouldn't be afraid of too many people at the moment. Memphis kicked the shit out of Indy. Um, no jar. And it uh, didn't really matter because Indy just sort of rolled over, showed their belly, went, here you go, have a crack. And they just didn't care. It was an absolute just curb stomping. Like, seriously. Like, he was out there tweeting basically after the game that Jaron Jackson Jr. should be Defensive Player of the Year. And it was a good win for his team. It's like, yeah, because it was. That's <laughs> sick. Uh, so Jamarant, look, sits out this game. Uh, he had a bit of a fall, but they just didn't want to throw him out there. So off he goes. Uh, didn't matter. They still kicked the shit out of him, right? And it was kind of sad. They got curbs on the second quarter off. They went just an absolute laugher from there. The Pacers went 1 of 16 from downtown on their starters. Not ideal. I'll just say that. 1 of 16 from 3 from your starters. Probably not great, you know, in the overall scheme of things. 6 of 30 overall from downtown for the Pacers. Brogdon had 12 points on 13 shots, 14 for Buddy. Halliburton had 4 points on just brutal shooting. 2 of 9, I think he went. 8 assists, 4 turnovers. 15 and 8 for Jalen Smith, at least. That's pretty cool. Uh, otherwise, nothing. India just... Oh, it's a rough one. Uh, Desmond Brown, uh, 21 points for him. 4 of 7 from downtown. Triple J looked awesome. 8 of 16 shooting for his 19 points, 8 rebounds, couple of steals, and 3 blocks. Just doing it all! Triple J, the youth broadcaster. Oh, what's going on? It's Triple J. There we go. 13 and 13 for big Stephen Adams, the Kiwi Colossus. De'Anthony Melton at 18 points and uh, six assists off the bench, including one wicked tomahawk dunk late where you're just like, yeah, Indy just do not care. One, two, three, Cancun! Uh, 13 for Brandon Clark. Dylan Brooks came back as well and did the Dylan Brooks thing. He's either going to go off for 32 or 3 of 12 shooting. He went with the latter today. 3 of 12 shooting, 0 of 5 from downtown, 10 points, 4 assists, but at least they've got him back. Indy, 23 and 47. Memphis, 48, 22. Detroit basketball. What do I tell you? All they do, even without Cade Cunningham with a non-COVID illness, they just push teams and all they do is cover. Uh, They lose in Miami, 105-98. But I'll tell you what, not without putting up a bit of a fight. Uh, Miami lose Jimmy Butler to a sprained right ankle. That's his uh, gimpy ankle as well, which is not ideal if you're Miami. Uh, The Heat only scored 11 points in the third quarter. Gave up a 19-zip run to end the third quarter. It was just an insane bit right at the end. Like, Hero goes behind his back and misses a layup. Duane, dead man, uh, gets the rebound. He gets blocked by the rim. Gets the other rebound, misses anyway. Then Isaiah Livers just goes, right, screw you. Goes up the other end, hits a three, boom, 19-zip run. So the Heat were down five going to the fourth. And then Max Struess just goes, right, fuck it, Struess time. Struess time. He scored the next 13 straight points to start the fourth for the Heat. It was unreal. They went from there. Hero hit some big shots, and they just overtook Detroit. No problems, and there's nothing Detroit could really do about it. Like, they fought, they fought, they fought, but Miami just had uh, a little bit too much in the tank there. So, Jeremy, Jeremiah, Grant had 22-4. and four. Uh, Big Deke, Sadiq Bay. Big Deke Bay. 13-3-5 for him. One of nine from downtown, however. Uh, Jeremy went one of five. 
Gross bags had 13 and 6 off the bench. Livers, Isaiah Livers. Fucking 16 points. He was awesome. 4 or 5 from downtown. Killian Hayes just shows you like little flashes here and then. Just a nice little pass, setting up some dudes. He had 9 points, 8 assists, 3 turnovers. Shot 4 or 10, but it wasn't too bad. Uh, Beef Stew, he was horrible. Talk about him later. There goes my hero. Tyler Hero, 29 points, shot 8 of 15, 4 of 8 from downtown, took over that game late, won it. Uh, Struce had 16 all up, all in the fourth quarter. Had 13 straight right then. It was incredible. What a showing. Uh, Bam had 16 points as well. He had 8 rebounds, 3 assists. Big Buddha Larry continues his uh, not ideal streak of horrible shooting. 0-3 from the floor today. 6 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists. Hit a couple of free throws late, though, to uh, seal the deal. Duncan Robinson, 2 of 10 for his 12 points. That's a uh, handy win for Miami. They needed that one. 46-24 now. Detroit, 18-51. And then finally, the Phoenix Shunge kicked the shit out of New Orleans. 131-115. CJ McCollum came back for the uh, pals from COVID, from the COVID protocols, at least. Uh... And he looked all right, but Phoenix has run away with this one. Without CP3, without Cam Johnson, they got up as many as 23 and ran the, ran the Pels out of their own building. Like, And that's the thing. The Pelicans, when they run into like a half-decent offense, their defense just feels wildly lackluster. Like, outside of Herb Jones, who is awesome, and my name is Jonas, patrolling the paint, it does feel pretty easy to score on them. So without Spindles Ingram, it's like, oh, yeah, cool. Shit, the other team just scored 131. <laughs> it happens. It's tough. And the Pels without Spindles don't have a uh, hope in hell catching a team like Phoenix. So that's how you lose that game. Uh, 21 for CJ. Nine assists in his return. Five turnovers as well. Uh, my name is Jonas Valanciunas. 17 and 12. Shot 8 of 14. Looking pretty good. Herb at 22 and 5 with three steals. With three, six, and three as well. Uh, but... Not much else. I mean, Devontae Graham, he had 10.7 assists. And what did he do? Oh, yeah, he did it! Woo! Yeah, get it, Devontae. Shot 3.11, baby. Love it. Absolutely love it. Thank you, Devontae. We almost went a day without someone shooting 3 of 11, but Devontae Graham saved us. Uh, Booker had 27 for the Suns, 8 assists as well. He was just really, really solid all game. I was watching this go, book, just watching it going, Booker is just, he's hit a level of uh, reliability and consistency, which was definitely not lack, uh, definitely not there and was definitely lacking before CP3 got there and sort of knocked some sense into him. And it's a game like this where it's like, yeah, we need to beat New Orleans. We're on their floor. We're a fucking good team. Let's prove it. Boom. Booker, 27 and 8. 20 for Michael Bridges. He went 4 of 5 on his threes. Ayton had 18 and 5. 14 points, 8 assists for Cam. Bring the pain. And JaVale McGee. Sixth man of the year, question mark. 19 and 6. Unreal. Pelicans dropped to 28 and 41. Phoenix a mind-boggling 55 and 14. Georges. Anyway, let's do an NBA Australia approved performance of the night. This one's easy. <laughs> That's not that nice. That's a nice. I mean, fucking Kyrie's a giant fuckhead, but he had 60. That dude can play the shit out of some basketball. That is amazing. Tops his previous career at 57. As I mentioned, though, the shooting was just incredible. 20 of 31, 8 of 12 from downtown, 12 of 13 at the line. Unbelievable. The six boards, four assists, four steals, and a block is just on top of that. It was incredible shit. It really was. It's the sixth time I think he's gone past 50, uh, Kyrie. Uh, Sets a new Nets franchise record. Finally, someone went past that fucking flog, Darren Williams. A bloke who stole a lot of my money. 
along with Brooke Lopez. Sat there, watched him for years as he stole the money right out of my pocket with his lackadaisical bullshit. Blow it out your ass, Darren Williams. You too, Brooke Lopez. I'm glad that Brooke Lopez turned it around later in his career, but god damn, early on, killing me. Uh, but either way, Kyrie's the third player of the last 25 years to drop 40 in the first half, uh, joining Kobe and Clay. Um, pretty crazy, and as mentioned, like back-to-back 60-point games, uh, consecutive days, first time since Diggity 2. That was Wilt doing it twice. But Kyrie, the way he does it is just so fluid, so pretty, and so weird sometimes. Like, the shots that he makes, you're like, what is he doing? Oh, God, that went in. It's like every other player, that's just like a prayer that he's throwing up, and it just drops. And the way he got to the 60, like, that 41 in the first half, I was watching it. You kind of do the thing like, wait, how many has he got? Holy shit, he is flying. And... It was one of those single moments where you're like, oh, God damn it. I just wish the magic had have actually been better to push him. And, like, the fact that he got to 60, they didn't need to put him back in. It was kind of like a bit of a hat tip. He's like, Kai, do you want to go for your fucking... I mean, you've played, like, eight games all year, bro. Do you want to keep running around? He's like, shit, yeah, I like playing basketball. Do you want to go for your career high? Fuck yeah, why not? Boom, off you go, 60. Love it. Good job, Kyrie. You might be a giant dickhead, but wow, that was awesome. Spot of the night. Spud, 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 of the night. A couple of spuds today. Big Beef Stew, I mentioned that in the Detroit game, went 0 of 5. 2.8 rebounds in his 22 minutes. Just a bit of a rough one against the Heaters. And Tyrese Halliburton, I mentioned him as well. 2 of 9 shooting. For four points. O'Shea Brissett, 3 of 12. Malcolm Brogdon, 4 of 13. Just the paces in general. Just a brutal shooting night. Uh, you don't like that that much, do you? Anyway, what about Hold Mate No Mates? Old Mate No Mates. 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 Who's got No Mates today? Jeez, how about just the magic? Uh, who had to guard Kyrie. I enjoyed this uh, immensely, watching, like, Admiral Schofield trying to slow him down. They had, like, RJ thrown up. Like, Cole Anthony was just trying to, like, fight over screens and just getting obliterated every time. Uh, it was definitely like, no, 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 you've got him, you've got him, you've got him. And uh, Spud of the Night contendee Markel Fultz as well, uh, going 1 of 7 and uh, a minus 28 in that game. Also tried to defend Kyrie a couple of times, and uh, guess what? Spoiler alert, it didn't go great. He hung 60 on him. Tough one there for everybody. Panting of the night, though. Just going to stay on, like, the bashing of the magic today. Mo Bamba got met by Andre Drummond. Just sent back. He's like, nah, don't bring that in here. Drummond just, like, blocked it just so casually, but brutally. Like, Bamba had a full head of steam. Andre Drummond comes up, meets him at the pinnacle, and just goes, nah. And uh, my favorite, though, was Cole Anthony. Like, when Kyrie just basically went under him somehow, and Cole Anthony ended up falling over Kyrie's back flat on his face as Kyrie threw in the insane shot that got him to 50. Like, that was just... Cole Anthony, you might think you're good. Your dad might be like a uh, prostitute-soliciting weirdo uh, NBA TV talking head, uh, former NBA point guard, but I'm Kyrie fucking Irving. I'm going to make you fall over just by going past you. That's a Panson. And finally, better than Lonzo Ball. 
Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you gonna get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros. Now I can be average. We coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. Isaiah Livers. I mentioned him earlier. He was awesome. 16 points for the uh, Detroit Basketball Pistons. Shot six of seven and four of five from downtown. He was a plus 16 in a game they lost by seven. That is a remarkable show by the young man. Six rebounds, two assists, and a steal. Isaiah Liv is just out there going, nah, man, I don't even give a fuck that I'm the 42nd pick from last year's draft. I'm a 23-year-old man, baby. And went out and kicked some ass, took some names, and today was better than Lonzo Ball. All right, let's do some yeah, nahs right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey, guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And 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 you're listening to NBA Australia. The NBA Australia, yeah, Nazi, brought to you today by the NBA Australia shop. That's right. What are you doing? Have you got your NBA Australia t-shirts yet? There's a couple on offer, a couple on sale, actually. Uh, you got the rose gold. you got the nicknames. You've got the logos. There's even a couple of hoodies left. Go check it out, nbaaustralia.com slash shop. Get your togs on. Look, hey, it's going to turn into winter pretty soon, so you better get the last of the hoodies uh, while you can. And keep your bureaus warm, <laughs> or at least protected from the elements with the uh, stubby holders. But either way, lots of great stuff over at the NBA Australia shop. You can click on it through the socials or nbaaustralia.com slash shop. Off you go. Go do it now. Hook us up. I'll send it out to you. P. Right. Yeah, nah, is where we take a bunch of NBA Australia storylines and decide whether they're more yeah or more nah. Number one, Skip, Skip Bayless. Inch for inch, is Kyrie the best scorer we've ever seen? Like Skip Bayless reckons, yeah, nah. Nah. I mean, I still feel like it's the in terms of the just the inch for inch scoring. Like it's still fucking MJ. <laughs> what are we doing? AI is obviously the other sort of contender, but in terms of like seasons where Kyrie not being like a fucking flat Earth dipshit, he is incredible. Like the same time, like even with sort of carte blanche to do what the fuck he wants, it's. Not about the volume as opposed to maybe the awesome efficiency that he's sort of always had. At least probably basically since, what, the third or fourth year in Cleveland where he really kicked in the efficiency, uh, making some pretty crazy shots around the bucket without ever being like an above-the-rim kind of dude. He's always had a great handle, obviously. His three-point shooting's been pretty bang on pretty much like the last six, seven years around the 40% mark. So... He's kind of got that, but at the same time, like, the volume is, uh, you know, 20-odd shots a game is pretty hardcore. But, I mean, you think about some of the MJ seasons, and I know we're talking inch for inch, and, like, MJ's 6'6", Kyrie's, like, a generous 6'2". At the same time, like, MJ's out there dropping fucking 30-plus points a game on pretty much the similar kind of, like, field goal attempts and far less threes. So, inch for inch, I'm still going to go... MJ, AI, Kobe, Kyrie, Dame. Like, they're all right there. And obviously, fucking Kevin Durant, he might be the most talented, pure fucking scorer of all time. The problem is, inch for inch, like, he's like 7 foot 20, so what are we doing? Uh, but I, you got to give Kyrie just 
a sheer fucking like clap because his array of moves now can almost will the ball into the hoop is just like it's basically sorcery. Like this motherfucker would have been burned at the stake in the 1600s if he's like bouncing a ball. They're like, "Nah, what are you doing?" He's like, oh, "I'm bouncing this ball," and they're like, "Burn him!" Hundred <laughs> percent. He is incredible, though. Absolutely incredible. Ah, uh, next one up, Tyler Hero. There goes my hero. We've just announced a tour in Australia again. Uh, six man of the year is in the bag for him, right? Yeah, nah, yeah. Uh, and pretty easily too, I think, at this uh, point in time. Because I think with injuries and sort of folks missing out on time and there's been a lot of sort of switching in and out of like starting lineups and the Heat, to their credit, they've kind of uh, kept him pretty handily just coming off the bench, even though he's missed a couple of spots there and there. Uh, there was the, like, a bit, you know, Patty obviously played too much. Uh, as a starter, obviously, when Joe Harris went out, Kyrie decided to be selfish and not a good teammate. James Harden decided to loaf around and pretend he was injured. Who else is there? Who's in the conversation? Like Jordan, Jeremy Clarkson? He's had a very off year. Kevin Love? He's been all right, but it's like not even close to Hero's impact. So I think Hero's just fucking won that already. Uh, last one. There's a lot of talk about this at the moment. Should there be a win total threshold to make it into the play-in tournament? Uh, rather than just, like, letting the 7 and 8 go right. Like, not even bothering with the 7 and 8 having to play the 9 and 10s and just giving the playoff spots to the 7 and 8. Yeah, nah, no, fuck off. (laughs) This is always what happens with a new fucking set of, like, rules and shit. This is just grandstanding in a single year where injuries have fucked, like, the lower half of only one of the conferences anyway, right? Like, seriously. There's only basically, what, one and a half games between 8 and 9 in the uh, East. It's just that the West, that the Lakers and the Pelicans are, you know, a fair whack of, a fair whack of uh, the season and win total below the 7-8 spot. But at the same time, like, the Lakers have been without AD the entire t- a whole mess of time. They've missed time with LeBron. Uh, the Pelicans haven't had Zion all year. They've missed Ingram. They only just got CJ. Uh, this is the thing. Like... Play-in games, play or go home games are always going to be fucking sweet, no matter if like the other teams lost five more games across the course of a season because they don't have one of their best players. Like, let's fucking go. This is bullshit. Shut up about the fucking win. Oh, they should have to win at least like some of the games, some of the time to make the play-in. Nope. Give them a shot. Them's the rules. That's how it goes. Fuck yeah. It's always going to be way more interesting than just going, nah, seven and eight just make it, bro. They just make it. Now look at me, please. Look at me. All right, unpopular opinion of the day. Uh, It's cool that we get so many high-scoring games. At the same time, (laughs) doesn't it just get a bit fucky at the moment? We've just had back-to-back 60s. You know how, like, rare 60-point games are? And, like, this comes after, what, LeBron's had two 50-point games, like, the last week? KD had the 53 the other day. Like, it's the first pair of fucking, like, uh teammates to go back-to-back with uh, 50-pluses for, like, fucking ages, right? Like, it's insane. That's really cool. It's so weird. Like, they're the first ever pair of teammates to have 50-plus in consecutive games. Like, that's just bonkers. But anyway, well, yeah, Tatum go for 54. Kyrie had 50 just not long ago. LeBron. It's like, it's all March. Jesus, that's all in one month so far. We're only 15 fucking days into March in America. God damn. Anyway. I think the unpopular opinion of the day is 
There's too much scoring these days. <laughs> Which is fucked, no. Uh, let's talk about that again in the uh, Outback Takehouse, though. It's Wednesday at Outback, and you know what that means. Oh, yeah. Just a couple of entrees. They're up on the specials board. That's right. It's Aussie cheesy fries on your Aussie tizers. That's right, Aussie cheesy fries. With two different types of fucking American cheese. That's what makes it super Aussie. You fucking idiot Americans. Goes great with your flame grill take, though. <laughs> and your flame grill take today is... Kyrie being this efficient while playing only part-time shows that the NBA should cut their schedule down to 41 games per team each season. Only at Outback. Uh, to be honest, I kind of half believe that. I still think like there's a fucking perfect median amount of games that isn't 82. It's probably somewhere between 60 and 66. To be fair, I just kind of feel like it should be 60. Just play everybody fucking twice. Expand to 32 teams. Make up some of the uh, games lost that way. Go to 62 if you have to. What was that? Well, if you double it up, you got to go to 62 to play everybody. The other 31 teams twice. Um, is that all right with my maths? I think it is. <laughs> I don't fucking know. (laughs) I'm making this up, if you can tell. Uh, But either way, I think 60-odd is much better. Like, just let him get some fucking rest. It's a grind, you know? Like, you saw it in the bubble, where they don't have to travel heaps and heaps and heaps, though the basketball is fucking awesome. So, uh, the other extra sort of outback takeout is, of course everyone's scoring lots of points. They're playing as defenses that don't try in a league that's all about highlights and putting up huge numbers... And half these teams at the moment are already packing their bags for Cancun. Only at Outback. I mean, this is also another one. I'm like, fuck it. you got to bet some overs at the moment. It is uh, getting a little bit squirrely on D for teams that are a bit out of it. <laughs> like, the fact that uh, De'Anthony Melton just had like that walk through the middle of the paint tomahawk on Indy. And Indy are like, oh yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Chaos. <laughs> All right, Australian player watch right after... Uh, this one. This is Nick Kay, and you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, Australian player watch is very quick today because it was only Patty Thrills. Patty Mills already mentioned he had 15 points all on threes. He went 5 of 7 from downtown. That's all the shots he took. No other stats, just 15 points, going to launch some threes. I love it, Patty. Good job. Off the bench, 22 minutes. Good stuff. Uh, but in terms of the rest of the Aussies, still waiting on some updates on Josh Giddy. We'll see how he goes. Uh, but Aussie, Matty T, Josh Green, Rock'em, Sock'em, Block'em, Jock'em, Landale. I think we've got pretty much a bunch of them in uh, action tomorrow. You've got Dallas in Brooklyn. You've got Philly in Cleveland. Should be great. Cleveland. Uh and San Antonio host OKC. So that would have been a uh, giddy Rock'em, Sock'em, Block'em, Jock'em, Landale uh, NBL reunion from last year. But instead, don't know what's going on with Giddy and his hip. And who knows if Pop's even going to fucking play Jock. All right, speaking of which, let's do a great moment in NBA Australia stat history. Great moments in NBA Australia stat history. All right. Well, this was just a bit of a uh, throwback to how good Jock Landau's uh, 26-point career high night the other day was. Here are the highest game scores by an Aussie in their rookie se- well, their first season playing in the NBA. 
11 points for Patty Mills. A career-high 15 for Shane Hill. Jingling Joe Ingles at 18 in his first year. Big Dave Anderson, friend of the program, 19 points in his first season in the NBA, of course, you know. Battle-tested all across the world, as Dave Anderson is, the world traveler. Uh, 20 points in Luke Longley's first NBA season. He absolutely tore it up. Big Andy Bogut, 24. Friend of the program, Chris Anstey, at 26. And that's what Jock put up, obviously, the other day. My favorite part is that Josh Giddy already had 28 at this point. This has already had a 28-point game this season uh, in his rookie year. And, of course, Ben Simmons had 32 in his rookie year. So... Each one of those was a great moment in NBA Australia stat history. And you love to see it. Uh, in terms of like, that's also like one of those horrible moments when you realize, ah, oh, well, love me some bangers. And of course, uh, Pop, in all of his infinite wisdom, uh, barely used him in his uh, rookie year. And he had a nine point game. And that was it. <laughs> it took one three. His entire rookie season. Anyway, uh, Penny Mills Game Day, Baller Game Day, Twitter check-in. This is just a really nice one of uh, Jingles with an IG story. Uh, just really good vibes in this one, actually. Renee and their youngest kid on her back. And uh, the squid is hiding behind Renee's head as she turns it from side to side trying to find it. And it's just very cute and very nice. And it's kind of like, you know, it's nice that Jingles uh, gets like a little bit of time at home hanging out rehabbing, so, you know. Yeah, you're, you've always got to treasure these moments, don't you? When they're that young. Uh, to be honest, for me, like what? I've got a three-year-old. The last three years have been a fucking blur. So, <laughs> like at least Jingles gets a little bit of that now. Right. Game previews and picks for tomorrow. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, inadvertent Bane. Not a problem, Jimmy. How's the dog going? Ah, oh, yeah, not bad. Chilling, not dealing. Looking forward to some Paddy's Day tomorrow. Footy's back. Exciting times. Um, Right. Today, we went three of four on the picks today. The only one we missed was that I thought Orlando would at least put up a little bit of a fight against uh, Brooklyn, but in the face of that, Kyrie dropping fucking 60 on them, you can understand why they got beaten by 42. (laughs) So three of four, that leaves us at 585 of 1,022 picks for the season. So doing all right. But as mentioned at the top, we've got 12 games tomorrow. This is chaos. And this is all because, uh, obviously, March Madness, NCAA tournament kicks off um, the day after. So Friday our time, Thursday their time. Always a great day for boozing in America as well, right? Because you've usually got some Paddy's Day around there sometime. And if you're lucky, you can take work off on either the Thursday or the Friday. It's just back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back, wall-to-wall basketball. Go find yourself a bar. You sit down with some mates. You get shit-faced. You eat some horrible food. Maybe make some bets. Have a good time. It is absolutely awesome. And, uh, yeah, so that's why there's uh, 12 games tomorrow and only one game on Friday. <laughs> Love it. Uh, so 12 games tomorrow. Atlanta, they go to Charlotte. Uh, I'm going to take the Hornets. Uh, no, actually, I'm going to take the Hawks. At the Hornets, because uh, they're one and a half point underdogs, Atlanta, and I think they're better than Charlotte. Charlotte have been pretty inconsistent. We talked about this on yesterday's show, right? Like if you put them up against a team who can also score and uh, play a li- like not that much defense, Charlotte will go with them toe to toe. Atlanta, though, are exactly the same, but have probably a better defense. So, um, in terms of like actual stats. It's like one of those things where you go, oh, I don't know if they're actually that good of a, like either of them are good defensively, but um, in terms of 
the point differential at the moment, I mean, it's still like Charlotte are literally just behind Atlanta. So they're pretty much same, same, but I don't know. Look, I just trust Atlanta a little bit more than I trust Charlotte. So I'm going to go the Hawks plus one and a half. This is another great one though. Philly at Cleveland. The Cavs are four and a half point underdogs with Philly visiting. And when Philly played good teams so far in the Harden and Beat era, I mean, it hasn't gone great. Uh, we just saw them get beat by Denver. Cleveland aren't quite as good as Denver at the moment, though. But four and a half points feels like a lot. Uh, but I feel like Philly can get this one down. So give me Philly minus four and a half on the road in Cleveland. And they can beat as a big, 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 big game on Mobley. Uh, and off they go from there. So give me the sixes. Denver, they go to Washington. They're five and a half point favorites on the road, which feels, again, like a fucking lot. And then you're like, nah, Washington have just been a bit shit of late, though. So, uh, Denver on the road trip, uh, maybe heartened by the u- news of MPJ. Do you reckon you can trust them to cover the five and a half? I think they can. Unless Joker doesn't play, which might be on the cards. They might give him a bit of a rest. Uh, if he doesn't, I'm taking Washington. If he does, give me Denver minus five and a half. Dallas, go to Brooklyn. Brooklyn on a back to back. Uh, Give me the Mavericks here, minus one and a half. Obviously, no Kyrie because they're playing in Brooklyn. KD is going to go absolutely hammer and tongs against Luka. I just like Dallas' supporting cast a little bit more. Off we go. Give me the Mavs. Portland, they go to New York. The Knickerbockers of New York City versus the Portland Timbers G League squad. Uh, I'm going to take the Knicks, minus 11 and a half at home. It's a big number, especially for the Knicks. You can't trust as far as you can fucking throw Julius Randle, which is not very far. But at the same time, Julius Randle will eat against the Portland Timbers and could have like a 40 piece as well. He could be the next bloke to have 60. Fuck, we could go three in a row. Uh, I'm going to take the Knicks minus 11 and a half because there's not too many folks on that Portland team who are going to go out there and really try to uh, slow down the Knicks. Houston, they host Phoenix. Phoenix on a back-to-back. It's not too far from uh, New Orleans to Houston though. So, uh, But I'll take the Houston Rockets plus 10 and a half. They sort of just have the weird, shitty stick-around vibes at the moment. Phoenix on a back-to-back might be a bit of a tough one for them to really demolish a right Houston uh, so I'll take the Rockets to cover the 10.5. The Lakers! The Lakers! The Lakers stink. 8.5-point uh, underdogs in Minnesota. Carl anthony Towns coming off a 60-burger. LeBron's going to have to play out of his ass. I think the Lakers lose, but they cover the 8.5. Feels very Lakers-y, right? Yeah. So give me the plus 8.5 for the Lakers, but they stink at the moment, and Minnesota should beat them. OKC, they go to San Antonio. Uh, OKC do have a bit of a habit of getting their ass kicked when Josh Giddey doesn't play. But they are 13.5-point underdogs. I think they can cover that. San Antonio should still beat them, but I'll take the Thunder plus 13.5. SGA versus Dujunte Murray should be a great one. Utah hosts Chicago. 97-98 and 98 finals rematch. Love that. Where's MJ, bruh? Utah, a 6.5-point favorites at home against Chicago. That is a lot. I might take Chicago, plus six and a half. Like you saw Utah struggle with Millie Walker. Chicago, they've got Vooch. They've got Levine. They've got DeMar. How's that Utah D going to step up? I think Utah win this, but it's very close. And Chicago cover the six and a half, but Utah win. Golden State host Boston. See, we've got awesome games tomorrow. This is great. Boston, three and a half point underdogs in Golden State. Uh, I'm going to take the Celtics here, plus three and a half. I don't really like... Golden State's chances of slowing down both Tatum and Brown. Um, they're just feeling like a bit of a uh, bit of a problem at the moment, the Celtics. I think this could be a really close one as well. Boston can at least throw Marcus Smart and uh, Co. 
on Steph. Hope for the best. They do have Draymond back, the Warriors, but I think Boston might be all right. Plus three and a half. There you go. Milwaukee, they go to Sacramento. They're eight and a half point favorites in Sacramento. I'll take the Bucks. They should kick the shit out of the Kings. And the Raptors play the Clippers. Minus two and a half favorites are the Toronto Raptors. I think I'll take them as well. Uh, Clippers, look, they rested some of their dudes. Maybe they come out fresh, but Toronto on, on, on an absolute fucking tear at the moment, so I can't go against them. Especially with Fred Van Vliet just doing, you know, Fred Van Vliet things. Had a shit shooting night yesterday. Watch him go off and kick the crap out of Clippers tomorrow. And there you go. We'll wrap up all those games on tomorrow's show. In the meantime, make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, Facey IG, roll over the socials. Uh, we'll have a new NFL Australia out uh, tomorrow. Myself and Gaz talking about all the absolute fucking chaos of the NFL offseason so far. Tom Brady's back. Aaron Rodgers signed for a shit ton of money. Trades. Russell Wilson's on the Broncos. It's all chaos. Anyway, uh, go check it. Adam with World Wrestling Australia over on YouTube. Follow him, FWCIE, on Twitter. Uh, get around NBAAustralia.com slash shop. Get your merch. Get your merch, as I said earlier. Chuck us a rating and review on your podcast app. Go on. Go on. Rate and review us, would you? I don't do too much asking for things. That'd be nice if you could do that one for me. Uh, I've got to keep up with Bogey. Watch it, yep. Uh, Manscaped.com. Use the code STRAYA. Get 20% off and free shipping and all your gear over there at Manscaped.com. And Knowable.fii. Knowable. Download that from your app store. Bang in the code STRAYA. Get smarter with 20% off as well. From Oslo, thanks to them for the intro and outro song and also to Joshua De Laurentiis, Fascinated, Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa, Sex Jedi, Green, 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 and Dozers for the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Facey, Apple Music. Have you listen to your tunes or follow your bands? Do it. NBA Australia supports Australian bands. And we're going to close out today's show with a brand new Greenies Green Thumb. Always a good one. And we'll catch you tomorrow, you dickheads. This is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? And later, Hosanna! Oh, g'day, Josh Green here, just out for a bit of a wander around nature, out here giving you a few gardening tips in the latest Greenies Green Thumb tips for greener living with Josh Green. That's right, look at all this amazing space and beautiful greenery. I just fucking love gardening! Yeah, so it's a great time of year now. Hopefully your compost is full and ready to whack on the veggie garden, all ready for autumn and winter. Hopefully you've harvested all your end-of-summer fruit and veggies and you've got to remember to trim all your fruit trees between now and May. And of course, though, but mostly, like, remember, you can plant your... That's right, your greens. Hey, just like me, Josh Green. Oh, you've got fucking cabbage! You've got rocket, silver bee, your cauliflower, your boons! Oh, fucking love beans! Peas, peas are awesome. Spring onions, leeks, radishes, and cucumbers. Get them in fucking now. Reap the harvest. In about six to eight weeks when everything's looking really nice. So just get in there, get your hands dirty, and just fucking feel that soil. Feel that. Give it a finger blast. Get in there, son. Yeah, nothing better than getting your hands dirty. Right in there. Who fucking needs glasses? Oh, rubbing it up and fucking sour. Yeah. 
So there you go. Go get some seeds and seedlings and pop them in right now and thank us later when you've got a whole new garden full of delicious greens. So, okay, we'll catch us next time on Greenies Green Thumb Tips for Greener Living with Josh Green. I've been Josh Green. Green on! <laughs>